Hi, I'm Mel. And I'm Sass. And you're listening to The Last Stretch, a sports podcast. Welcome back, friends. This week, we decided that it would just be Safia and I, and we're going to just, you know, talk about the past six episodes. Yeah. Five of, five. Which, five of which was ours, yeah. and then our sixth one, we sort of debuted a podcast called Changing on the Fly, where Safia was a panelist on discussing sort of the, the state of women's hockey. Yeah, yeah. I can't believe it's already been five episodes. I feel like it's gone by so fast. I know. Sweet. I mean, I hope everyone's liked it. I, mean, I know. I've had a really good time. <laughs> I feel like every time we leave the studio, we're like on a high. Like one time we did record in the morning and like that determined like the rest of the day. Like that was like, okay, best day ever, most productive day. <laughs> had so much energy. So then when we do it at night, it's like, I, what do I do with all this I energy? <laughs> we're always just walking back to the car yeah. with a pep in our step. Yeah. But I guess what was your favorite part of... Or what was your favorite episode, maybe? Oh, man. Favorite. Okay, so let's go through the episode. So we had, obviously, our opening episode, which was just you and I, which, obviously, I think that was a really good idea to just have us debut the podcast and, you know, introduce it. But I definitely do know that you and I were not comfortable. <laughs> no. <laughs> we're just not used to it. So I really feel like we've, we've come a long way from that. Um, so we had Corey. Uh, we had... Uh, okay, so this is a no... We had Shireen. Yes. We had... Corey, we had Shireen, we had Justin, um, Justin we had Fred, yeah. and we had Adrienne, and then the sixth uh, episode from Aaron. So yourself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I think that would be my favorite <laughs> episode, specifically my parts. Um, my favorite episode, it's so hard. Um, I got to say, I really enjoyed uh, my chat with Justin. Um, yeah. I think it's because I've, you know, when I was at Concordia, I was covering uh, university hockey, so when you get into something and you you delve deeply into it, you just naturally have more questions and you're just a bit more curious about it, especially if you're passionate. So just getting his insight. And I was always very fascinated by him just because I, you know, we, I mentioned it in that episode, but it's like you think scouts, you think older, like more experienced uh, individuals. But then you see this guy who's still getting his degree at, at university. He's in his 20s. And I just find that so inspiring. So Having him on was a lot of fun. I think Fred, Fred as well. Like, I mean, she's my friend and and obviously like you know her now too. And she's just such a natural. Yeah. yeah. I, honestly, the most impressive thing for me about Justin was with like I knew stuff about recruiting and like he did open my eyes to certain situations. But like mm -hmm. with him, it was just like his passion. And like I'm envious of it because he just like knows what he wanted from like such a young age mm -hmm. and had no fear in in just going after it like whether it be yeah. reaching out to gms and stuff or you know mentors and fishing them out and getting whatever information and knowledge from them as he could i just like again like i said i envy him because for me it's like i have so many different passions like i feel like i can't focus mm -hmm. on, on a certain thing like I have a few friends like that who who just know what they want they've known it for so long they're like these are the steps I'm gonna take to yeah. get there and I'm just like shit I don't fucking have a plan <laughs> 
Yeah, it's true. We all have those friends who have like they've known their paths since they were kids and and here they are and it's still their paths, which is amazing, honestly. But I feel like there is an advantage, an an advantage also to having multiple passions. Like, honestly, anytime people are like, so uh, what are what's your goal? But like, really, what's your what's your career goal? I'm like, listen, guy, like. I'm taking this one year at a time, (laughs) one day at a time. I have no idea what the end goal is. I have a vague idea, but I don't like committing to something too strongly either because like you, I have many interests and I don't want to commit to just one thing. Yeah, You know, I want to try it out and we're both in our 20s, so. I think we have time, hopefully. (laughs) That's why we keep, well, you know what? When we're like in our 30s, we'll be like, ah, (laughs) sounds silly. Remember that time we did a podcast? We're still doing the podcast. <laughs> 10 I year so. anniversary. I thought it'd be so much fun. <laughs> I hope so. What about you, Mel? What was your favorite episode? I, I think Fred was my favorite yeah. episode. It just like, because I, I do nothing about rugby. Yeah. And I was like ashamed because it's like such a beautiful sport. <laughs> it really is. And I don't know, like hearing her perspective of it, being at such, like being such an elite athlete, like, you know, I find it hard that like, you know, I, I, guess, I guess I am an elite athlete, but, like, it's, like, with women, it's, like, if you're not on the Olympic or national team, somehow mm-hmm. it just, it sometimes just doesn't feel that way. Mm-hmm. But then, like, for her, like, she's at, like, the peak of her sport, but because it's a sport that doesn't get, like, enough attention, even myself as, like, a, a, whim, like a woman and an athlete, I, like, feel like I should know more about it. And I think this comes with, like, the she is movement, yeah you know like supporting other female athletes but i don't know that was my favorite interview just because it was a lot of fun speaking with her like we were just riffing off each other yeah it got me excited about rugby and i hope to like you know to participate in the future as as a fan of rugby because it's so fun yeah and i think it's so important to uplift each other especially since at the end of the day it doesn't matter if you play basketball rugby hockey doesn't matter we're all kind of in the same boat when it comes to the visibility of the sport and the popularity and the thing is everyone who watches any of these games at least once realizes how amazingly talented the athletes are so it's just getting that word out there and like hopefully you know I think it sucks that you know for you for example you just mentioned you don't always feel like an elite athlete even though you are like that's how I see you I see you as a multifaceted person (laughs) obviously with like multiple interests but I that's one of the things I identify you with so I hope one day we can get to a point where you and Fred feel like yeah i am an elite athlete and i feel that way too because it's different like when you identify yourself as that and then also getting that recognition externally for sure you know i mean well i think this is like you said the visibility thing and having role models because like i was fortunate enough that when i was younger you know the national women's hockey team was sort of established you know they were in the olympics and whatnot and i could see them as my role models but i saw them as olympians right not you know, CWHL and WHL players, professional women's hockey players, right. I saw them as Olympians, you mm-hmm. know. So even though I am like a professional hockey player, it's like I still have that little girl mentality like I'm not good enough because I'm not an Olympian yet. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. But so I guess that's just like a testament to having role models. And I hope that little girls that come watch us play can be like, aspire to you know to be a professional women's hockey player of course everyone wants to be an olympian like yeah Yeah. still dream about that i want to be an olympian go get it but you know what i mean there's unfortunately only 25 spots (laughs) i'll become the the backup to the backup to the you know like 
go down like 50 goalies i'll be the back (laughs) (laughs) wait list yeah exactly but uh, no that was a great episode fred and her talking especially about her her struggle when she went out to bc and like joined the professional uh ranks that was really rough and and to come out of that Mm -hmm. and be where she is today is amazing uh, we obviously had so many interesting guests so obviously we had athletes like fred uh but we also kind of branched out uh in that episode with shireen where we talked about the uh cristiano ronaldo rape allegations which was very different um for us and i think even when we were coming up with the concept for this podcast we really thought it would be more fitness and uh, you know mental mental aspects of the game and what it takes to bring the athlete to that level but I'm really glad we talked about it because I still do think that identity is such an important issue for athletes and in sports and it's becoming more and more talked about now today. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and Shireen's just a badass. Like She's a total badass. She's, like Yeah. I actually got to meet her. I didn't tell you about our interaction. Please tell us everything about that interaction. It was it was so fun. Like I felt like she was excited because it was like she was seeing me and I was seeing her. Like it's like <laughs> she thought like I was her idol. I like she's my idol. I don't know. It was really weird because uh, so we played Toronto um, a few weekends ago and. Shireen came and watched with like a bunch of people like I think she had her, her I think she went with her kids. Yeah, she had yeah. her kids and then like a couple friends yeah. and whatnot. And I was, like, texting her before the game. I'm like, hey, like, uh, you come to the game. Like, I know we're playing Toronto, but you're a Canadian fan. And I'm like, I'd love to meet you at- after the game. She's like, oh, yeah, we'll stay, whatever. I come out of the locker room, and there's kind of, like, this, like, fenced-in area mm-hmm. that I'm in. <laughs> and she's on the other side of the fence, and we're just, like, hugging over I think the I, fence. I think, is that the photo? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was so It was so cool seeing her. And, you know, she said I was, I was like, a little badass at but I she did, was whatsapping me like, I did the whole get time. She was like, Mel is so good. I'm like, yeah, she is. <laughs> I did get two penalties in that yeah. game. But uh, <laughs> questionable calls, of course. But no, it was really great meeting her because if you haven't listened to the Burn It All Down podcast, you're like, missing out. You're missing out. Mm-hmm. And sh- like Shireen and the rest of those women are literally badasses. Yeah. They, they empower me. I like, I just feel motivated and, you know, confident after listening to those because, you know, they so eloquently explain sort of some of these injustices and, like, help me digest it, too, and realize mm-hmm. that, like, okay, it's okay that I'm feeling this way. Exactly. It, it validates our feelings and it, and it makes us feel like, okay, like, all the narratives that we see in the mainstream media, you can't necessarily relate to it all the time, especially with hot-button issues like those rape allegations or whatever other like issues there are out there like they provide an outlet for women and of all you know of all backgrounds to really feel accepted and for sure and I mean it's just like being an athlete myself and like every athlete out there being any anyone in any sort of position where they have influence you know you have a responsibility to act like a decent human being and be a decent human being and you know, there should be consequences if if you fall outside those lines, just as if you were, you know, any other Joe Blow. Like, yeah. if if you're someone working at, I don't know, the corner store and you have, like, a, a rape allegation, I'm sorry, but you're probably going to lose your job. Why exactly. is it different if you're a professional athlete? Yeah. It's but that accountability that changes. For sure. I mean, just because you're, you're, you're a position of, of power or... I don't know. It's Influence. just it's really it's, shitty. You know, it's so shitty. It? But like that episode was nice because I'm I'm glad we sort of 
addressed it at that time too you know it was very timely episode and honestly like you don't need to listen to Safs and I talk about this. Just go listen to the yeah. Burn It All Down podcast. Go listen to their podcast. You can stop listening to us now. Like, I'm <laughs> yeah. willing to sacrifice our podcast so that they get more listeners. <laughs> Seriously, they're so good. But, but yeah. then we had a Corey Kennedy on as yes. our first episode. First I guest. Mean, that's, I get to see him a lot. And he is one of the most interesting person I've ever met. I don't know. He's just so well read. Mm-hmm. And yeah passionate about what he does and everything he does and every exercise I feel like he puts you know us girls through and you know his swimming team and any athlete that you know comes in contact him he does so with intention like there's a purpose for everything and he's thought it out yeah he's not just he doesn't do his job half-assed yeah so like today he just sent us a bunch of data on how we're jumping throughout the season and you know motivating us he he has such a good way of like not criticizing but telling you like okay you're good but you could do better but in such a nice way i don't know he's that goes a long way i mean communication like that especially when it comes to someone's performance for sure you need to hear it in the right way and tailor it to the person and and that is something that came up you know he mentioned like okay well i know with some girls i can tease them yeah Uh, others not so much yeah exactly like it'll backfire because it'll get in their head so now Corey was a really interesting guest it was the first time funnily enough that i was talking to him because i've been around the team for about a year and i remember seeing him every now and then but i think he's a lot more present at the rink uh this year to Mm -hmm. yeah definitely but no, he was a great guest. I mean, it was our first episode too, like having a guest in. And I remember going in and, you know, we had questions prepared. And, <laughs> and I was just like, oh man, I don't know how this is going to turn out. And I remember once we pressed stop on that recording, I was like, okay, this crushed is, it. we crushed it. And, then, and it kind of gave me an idea of how all the other episodes were going to go. And yeah. I just felt, especially between you and I, I think we were just going to get better and better. And yeah. So thanks, Corey, for being our first thanks, guest. Thanks, Corey. Because... There is a level of comfort there because yeah. we're like, we know him. So. <laughs> yeah, I feel like with all our guests, there's been like a level of comfort. There hasn't been one that we don't know. I mean, I was really nervous for Shireen. True. true, true, true. But at least one of us bad. knew her. Yeah, You know what I true. mean? Because then I would also be <laughs> crapping myself. I'd be like, uh, uh, thank you for coming on. Like it would have been a disaster. But so far we've had basically friends of the show. Yeah, friends of the show. So yeah. if you want to be on the show and you think you have something to say, you could always reach out. Reach out. We're always open to suggestions. Uh, I have people coming up to me always mentioning like, hey, so-and-so has like a really interesting background. Uh, I'm thinking of one person in particular. I spoke about her with Mel, but I don't want to tell you guys we're not just divulge. yet because we're going to keep the surprise for you but yeah we're always open to suggestions and you know comments and feedback already some of the feedback that we've been getting on social media has just been so great i know and i don't know speaking with friends who mostly listen to the show yeah, right now but like <laughs> people seem to like it i don't know i had a lot of good feedback about our last episode right. with adrian speaking about concussions obviously a hot button issue and honestly like that topic we might have to have another episode about it because it's so juicy and i mean i hope no one found it a little bit too technical i mean we could go over some of the words but the gist of it is that concussions are freaking complicated and Mm -hmm. you know when when adrian was saying vestibular cochlear uh, system you know those are your balance organs so this is this is something 
that you see a lot after a concussion you know especially when they're hit really hard you often see you know people can't stand up straight and stuff Mm -hmm. you know this organ is in your inner ear and it's very sensitive to sort of a lot of brain areas as it touches on you know your visual systems and whatnot but i think we might have to revisit that in the future if I don't know if people are interested because that topic is so vast and no. it's very it's it's new relative so yeah it's relatively new and and I feel like there are just so many different approaches that you can take to concussion research like even during that interview with Adrian we were talking about this researcher in Ottawa who like he he creates like technology that allows uh you know that that's used in uh like in-game situations and and whatnot so it's just like there's just so much happening out there that obviously because it's it's not finished the research is not finished and no one's going to hear about but hearing just about that process and i guess i think for mel and i have knowing adrian's like okay like what's the research how do you go about it is like interesting to us because I mean obviously you did a master's degree that required a lot of research and Mm -hmm. I've always even though I never wanted to work in research I did read a lot of (laughs) a lot of research (laughs) for like three and a half years and there's still part of me that finds it very interesting yeah so I think for us it was like a little geek out for sure and for me it was just kind of like a little sympathizing too because it was like I wrote my thesis I I know (laughs) the struggle I mean with any research people just think it's like discovery after discovery after research is nothing but failures like (laughs) you just fail day in and day out until one day you find a little little something and yeah. you're like, oh my God. And then you're like, I'm going to build on this, which is, you know, as research moves forward. Right. So, but then you're going to fail the next day as you're trying to build to the next step. So it's, it's like, I was talking with this with my friend. It's like an addiction, like yeah. research, because it, you get so down. You're like, fail, fail, fail. And then you find something and finding something, you're like, I found something that literally nobody else knows. Yeah. Like there's something so addicting to that feeling. And it's like, fail, fail, fail. But you're like, if I could just find something else. Because yeah, you're so, you're like knee deep. Like you're so oh, yeah. deep into your research that like, once you get that small thing, you're like, this and, is what I'm here and for. And you're like, <laughs> you're like, it could be that one small thing could be the thing that's that could exactly be the it. thing like exactly i mean that was a penicillin like i think that was discovered literally it flew into a fucking window and landed on a petri dish and like killed the bacteria and they were like what what is this <laughs> boom antibiotics there you go shit happens <laughs> and sometimes it works out in the end anyway <laughs> i know anyways went yeah. on a little bit of a tangent there penicillin. Penicillin. oh yeah no that was a really great episode and, and i'm glad people liked it too because like you mentioned uh i wasn't sure if people would find it too technical but you get the gist, get the gist. <laughs> i think people get the gist and yeah. uh no we've had really interesting guests and I'm excited to see where this podcast is going to take us. I know, I know. Yeah. And then I, we had, well, we aired one of uh, Changing on the Fly's episode, which Safia yeah. was a panelist on and sort of the future of women's hockey. And I hope you guys enjoyed that too and gave it a mm-hmm. listen. Obviously, it's something close to my heart being a female hockey player. And, you know, I want nothing but the game to grow. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I would love for this to be my full-time job and, you know, some people to enjoy it sort of. And I don't know. It's just it's tough because it's frustrating for me because I'm like I just I just want I want little girls to be able to dream to for this to be their employment, and not yeah. not sort of a pastime. But 
you know, we're making progress. We're making progress, and and it's good that we're having discussions and panels like that, all female panels, kind of addressing these issues, and plus of women who i mean here's the thing i kind of felt out of place i know i'm probably like selling myself short everyone's yes. be like no but you know you get it. imposter syndrome <laughs> but i was just like wow like i'm sitting between meg hewings you can add zen's gm yep. and robin flynn who at the time was still with tsn 690 now she's just with cjd um and she her passion you know one of her biggest passions is women's hockey and she's one of the best i'd say one of the best reporters uh in the game her yeah. passion for it is incredible and it's just to know that these women exist and that these are conversations that are happening yeah that's progress but it, it's again it's frustrating yeah but like you know listening to that panel because i hadn't heard it till we aired it yeah <laughs> but um it, it was eye-opening for me too especially hearing like robin flynn's perspective because i have i live in my own little bubble like i'm like i want to play get paid for it inspire young girls right it's 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 my little bubble like hearing robin sort of struggle too and like she would get like hate mail and stuff and i don't know it kind of like opened me up because usually like not usually a lot of times athletes could kind of have like a negative relationship with the media right but i feel like it's weird as like a women's sport it's the total opposite. I feel like there are shields because like Robin has to shoulder all this negative attitude and all these negative comments that coming predominantly from males, you know, thinking women don't belong, you know, in sport or whatnot, Mm -hmm. or saying we aren't worthy of, you know, I don't know, media space, I guess, or anything. And for me, I kind of like, was thankful i was like she has to shoulder all this stuff so that i don't like i don't read the comment section no and it's nice that i don't have to because like i have read sometimes some comment sections on if we're trying to advertise our games or not and it can be very hurtful like women suck you know they're not even entertaining like i don't know why would you go blah 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 yeah no but it was like I don't know. For me, it was like, wow, like, we have a total different relationship with the media. I'm like, thank you for shouldering that. (laughs) Yeah. I think um, any organization that doesn't usually, that wants media attention and doesn't always get it, has a much better relationship to the media than an organization that is bombarded by media requests. Yeah. Because... And and it it comes down to I think you know for our for our perspective it's being gref- we're very grateful for whatever we do get and it's almost like a like a very small community you know what I mean like yeah. it's a community of reporters like I remember uh, I believe it was like our last game last season and I can't remember if there was like a Habs game or mm-hmm. I don't know what it was but the turnout media wise was our usual it was our usual batch of media yeah. so a lot of our bloggers you know like the usual suspects <laughs> I want to call them and but you know these are also the people who know the team the best so yeah. as much as like yes I want those big mainstream media members to come and cover us because we deserve the coverage mm-hmm. and I do know that for a fact like I talk a lot to a lot of them a lot of the time and they always say like we do and, and it might seem hard especially from an athlete's perspective it's like we do it's, we don't think that with the women's game is inferior it's just that right now they're the demands are just different and yeah for sure and it's one of those things where i'm like well 
you know, that argument of like, oh, there's not enough demand, but yeah. people do want it. You know right, what I mean? Yeah. But and then there's not. So it's it's a double edged sword. But bottom line is, you know, the the reporters and the bloggers that did show up that game, I was just like, these are this is the shield, as you mentioned. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. No, they're the ones vouching for us. And I think yeah. that's what you guys attested to in the podcast. Like, CWHL is very familiar. Like, I don't know. It's familial. Like, it's a community because we the only people there are the people that care about us. Like, it's not like you could have a Habs fan who actually hates the Habs. Like, they only go to fucking heckle. <laughs> you <laughs> yeah, know, or like, like afraid of the ambiance, but yeah, I know what you, know you what mean. mean. Like, like, <laughs> yeah. Or like, it's your, oh, like, I'm, I'm a tourist at Montreal. Like, For I'm going to sure. go to the game. Well, that's no. my thing, They have a too. bigger variety. Like, that's true. It's always like the chicken and the egg story. People are like, can, like, a women's game, like, fill the bell center or whatever i'm like half the people at the bell centers aren't actually hockey fans like they go for the experience i mean they go for the light show the crowd the ten dollar beers they go on a date you know what i mean so many of my friends are not sports fans and then like at least once or twice a year i see them at the bells and i'm like but you don't like but i know why they're there it's like for the spectacle yes swap us in instead of the men and (laughs) (laughs) i don't know maybe still people would come the next time yeah well i definitely think like the demographics and like just like the the sheer number of fans means that like they're gonna get a greater variety of like everybody so i'm hoping that one day we get to that point where we just have and you know it's it's getting better it is no i mean mean, it's progress one day we will get there and that's with the help of you know yourself robin flynn advocating for us yeah our fans i mean our fans right now they're amazing they're amazing and those are the people that are going to bring us up because half our fans is like young girls yeah they're not going to forget how great they're going to play they're going to grow up at one day and then their kids and the fact that these little girls get to meet all of you guys right after the game like i know that those are lasting memories you know when when somebody's gonna be in their 20s they're gonna be our age they're gonna be like yeah like i used to go to canadians games all the time and basically hang out with the players (laughs) after like every game because and that's like such a cool thing that's a lasting impression it is special because like i i didn't have that right i I drove, like, my parents signed me up to, like, a hockey camp. I went to, like, Pennsylvania when I was little so I could participate. And I think I think Julie Chu was an instructor. Oh, my goodness. I think Kago, too. There was, like, a mix of the <laughs> girls. I was like, yes. I think I told them that, um, like, when I first <laughs> I joined the team. Yeah. I was like, I remember I went to your camp. <laughs> Julie was like, don't age me. <laughs> don't age me. I remember, I think Kago and... I, I I only remember interviewing Carol, but I know for a fact that I interviewed other players. But my first ever interview ever for anything was I was at a Canadiens game. This back when the team was at Etienne de Marteau. And uh, I was like, okay, I'm going to go. I want to do an interview with Carol and, and whoever else. And I remember I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> I'm going to interview Karen in what I, I don't have that audio. I'm glad I don't because I probably sound like <laughs> I'm trembling hardcore. But yeah, no, that's just an incredible that's an incredible memory to, yeah, to no. have. And these are legends. And I mean, having access and I mean, Jaina Hefford was just inducted into the Hockey Hall of Fame. Yeah. Like i saw her you know when i was younger not in person but on on tv and stuff Mm -hmm. and seeing someone that resembled myself playing a sport that i also enjoyed i think was important and now that these young girls have access to us and you know like even if i'm tired or even if we lost 
like I'm still gonna go sign the autographs do the skate with the Kenneth Zen because seeing their smiles is all that matters because they, they actually don't really care if we lost that bad no. like they just want to like be with us and they're happy to see that like we're continuing to play they the still sport idolize yeah. all of you and that's just such a that's such a cool, cool it's a special moment yeah. I enjoy it so yeah but it was a crazy five episodes I, I hope you guys enjoyed it uh we're gonna be back next week for sure yeah. with um some new material new material new people uh always trying to find uh, really interesting voices to incorporate and like we said midway i think through this episode like if there's anyone or any topic that you think we should talk about like feel free to contact us either on twitter facebook or even email at the last stretch podcast at gmail.com i will make an effort to actually log into that email <laughs> because too. i just i created it and maybe logged in three times <laughs> i don't think that anyone knew we have it but after this uh, public service announcement i will check <laughs> but uh we just we want to thank you guys uh for your support uh the feedback that we've been getting uh you know all the likes the retweets the everything it's been so great and i think it's obviously like it's exceeded my expectations yeah. not just your support but even just how how this podcast is going yeah. and it's just like a fun project for us and it's a fun little side gig yeah. and i mean i'm really enjoying it safia thanks for taking me under your wing with this new endeavor <laughs> thanks for joining me i I, <laughs> I have no experience about a year ago when i brought this up i was like yeah yeah i guess maybe but i don't think so and then boom look we where we are we're in a studio professional gear sounds for awesome. network badass yep. network thanks to tom's a lot night yeah thank you tom's a lot night new dad new dad congrats baby yeah. toby baby toby angel but seriously thanks so much for listening to the first five episodes again check out the burn it all down podcast <laughs> changing on the fly yeah. the scrum podcast the too. scrum podcast yeah. there's and honestly check out the up for network mm -hmm. there's so many great shows yeah. there's a great variety there's something for everyone and we're just really happy to be part of that part of that yes yeah. thank you thanks Topics of High Importance, a podcast where we get high and explore food, science, gaming, pop culture, and beyond. Filled with super tangents, forgetful flubs, and that awkward kind of tension that can only be produced by a married couple. Topics of High Importance on the Upford Network. Join us, won't you? <laughs> I'm Tom Zalatni, host and producer of Up for Discussion, a long-running comedy podcast on the Upford Network. Every week, me and my team of hilarious improvisers use audience-submitted questions to dive deep and delicious into every topic under the sun. Nothing is off-limits. The audience has full control. It's like going to an improv show, only it's in your ears, and nobody's asking to see a scene about sex toys. Hopefully. One reviewer called it an underappreciated cult classic. Another reviewer called it not a very compelling product. Go check it out and see for yourself. The Up for Discussion podcast. Available wherever fine podcasts are sold. Thanks for listening. If you liked the show, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher. Follow us on Twitter at sass underscore on the go, at Mel the Rock, and at Last Stretch Pod. Our theme music is by James Blonde. You can find their music at jamesblonde.ca. This show is produced and edited by Tom Zalatni for the Upford Network. Find out about all our great shows at upfordnetwork.com. 
See you next week.